This is the Horse Radio Network. You're listening to the Stall and Stable Show. Ideas for happy horsekeeping. Am I the drama? Is it me? Am I the drama? Oh God, what if I am the drama? <laughs> we all want a drama-free barn, and some barns advertise themselves as just that. But we know better. When you work with animals, things are going to get emotional from time to time. And when you work with big animals, big emotions are part and parcel of living, loving, and working with them. So how do we reduce the drama in our horse lives? Well, if you work in a barn or even volunteer your time at the place where you keep your horses, there are some things to keep in mind that will make you a great member of any barn staff. A solid team is the key to a drama-free barn. So listen in. This is episode 111 of the Stall and Stable Show. I'm your host, Helena Harris. Today is Wednesday, February 22nd, 2023. Please support our sponsors as they help make this show possible. Our sponsors this week are American Stalls and Barn Pros. Speaking of American Stalls, they recently relaunched their website, and it looks awesome. They have a lot more products to offer. Man, this company is growing, and they are growing in all the right ways. I loved them before, but my love for them just keeps growing as their product line keeps growing. Uh, horse stall systems, barn entry doors, Dutch doors, barn windows, flooring. If you're a fan of rubber pavers, go to AmericanStalls.com. Stall gates. These guys have so much. So head up to their website, AmericanStalls.com. Take a look at their product categories. And when you get inspired, give them a call or send them an email. Again, that's AmericanStalls.com. Go on up there and see what they have that's new. Hee <laughs> squee. Welcome back, listeners. Today is February 22nd. I was supposed to launch an episode, I was supposed to publish an episode last week, but I had a guest who unfortunately had to cancel at the very last minute, and so our episode plans just got all upside down. So uh, you guys are used to that, your horse people, so am I. We're just going to do it on Monday. This is my new mantra. <laughs> if you can't do it on Wednesday, do it on Monday. Whatever happens, whatever it is, something goes totally wrong, just tell yourself, I'll do it on Monday. And so I took the weekend to regroup, recharge, get my act together, and now I'm sitting down at my desk, and I'm happy to record this episode on how to keep our barns drama-free, especially when the drama might be us. I, I'm totally guilty of occasionally bringing the drama, and if you ask my husband, Buck, he will tell you maybe more than occasionally. But having been in the corporate world, working for big companies, working for small companies. And I was a hiring manager. So going through some of the growth phases of the companies that I worked for, both large and small, um, I was responsible for hiring people and unfortunately firing them, incentivizing them, supporting them, guiding them. And it was a challenging position. You know, we're, I'm an animal person. I'm not necessarily a people person. But I was also an employee. I mean, we've all been an employee at one time or another, and we've all been frustrated with our jobs at one time or another. And that frustration leads to drama. It starts out as internal drama, 
And then as it builds and builds and builds, it becomes external drama. And nobody wakes up in the morning and says, gee, I want to start drama today. <laughs> and if they do, they should be taken out behind the barn and humanely composted in the mug pile. Um, but seriously, for the most part, nobody really wants to start the drama. It just happens as a result of pent-up frustrations. But, you know, in talking about equestrian life, barn life, working in barns, working with horses, we are now, our industry is, it's a bona fide industry. Even if you have a hobby farm, this is a business. You collect money for something, you got a business. There is a certain amount of professionalism that needs to happen. The way we run our barns is really important, and it depends on a reliable, competent staff. I challenge you to argue with me on that. But being drama-free is challenging, even on a good day. So what we want to do as employees, whether you are a groom, a stall mucker, a barn manager, a trainer, an assistant trainer, an instructor, you are part of the team. You are critical to running a smooth operation. And you want to be a good employee. Good employees make money. Is working with horses going to get you rich? No, but it can be a very supportive livelihood. But before it can actually be a livelihood, let alone be a supportive one, you have to be a good employee. And that requires certain things. And so today's episode is going to be my 10 tips for incorporating those things. 10 tips for being the best kind of employee a barn manager or barn owner can hope for. Grab your coffee or your tea or whatever you're drinking, or more likely the nearest pitchfork, and let's get started. Here we go. Number one, show up. <laughs> Unless you're dead, show up. Seriously, blood or vomit, those are the only two excuses for not showing up for your job. We need you to show up. So unless you're dead, just show up. It's not that difficult. If you have a problem and you can't get to your job, call ahead. Don't ever, ever, ever pull a no-show. Because at the end of the day, who really suffers from a barn that's short-staffed? The horses. If you can't get there, call a friend or a coworker and ask them to cover for you. But always make sure you call or text, or both. Number two, sweep. After everything you do, sweep behind you. After every border leaves, sweep. After every shift, sweep. A messy, cluttered barn is really difficult to think in. It's really difficult to operate in. We keep our barns tidy to be safe and healthy. The simple task of sweeping up helps reduce the chance of spreading disease, fire risk, and bugs. If you're sweeping up little dried bits of manure, you're helping to prevent flies from being attracted to the barn. Sweeping is not an arbitrary task. It's really important, and you can never do enough of it. Which brings me to number three. In the same vein as sweep, 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 rake, rake, rake. Right Outside, rake up old hay. Why? It sits there, it decomposes, and it creates really good places for flies to reproduce. It blows all over the place. It looks horrible. If you're running a professional barn, hay all over the place just looks unkempt, and it compromises your brand. It's bad marketing. 
So rake up your space. Number four, put things back the way you found them. If there's a pair of scissors hanging near the hay bales, cut your strings, put the scissors back. If you use a box knife to open up your bags of shavings, open up the bags, hang the box knife back where you found it. Because the extra two or three minutes that it's going to take either you or someone else to find that critical tool, (laughs) that thing that they need, it's a waste. It's a waste of time. And it's a point of frustration. Drama often has frustration as its origin. So put things back the way you found them. In a rush, usually, right? That's how we do things. We're often in a rush. So just make a mental note that if you've taken something out of its place and you put it in your pocket or you can't put it back right away, make a mental note that you do need to put it back. Make that a priority. I mean, the person whose frustration you're preventing could be your own. Number five, be humble. Just because you have a ton of experience doesn't mean there isn't room to learn. Our knowledge about horsekeeping is evolving quickly. What we thought was fact last year could very well be fiction today. Keep your mind open and be humble about what you know and what you don't know. The experts in your orbit are more likely to share their expertise with you when they have an open and willing mind to share it with. It's good to be confident. It's good to feel confident. It's good to um, exude confidence, especially when you are an employee of a barn. But you want to be humble because there is always someone who knows more than you and has more experience. Number six, be kind to everyone, even the people who least deserve it. You represent not only your boss and the barn you work for, but you represent yourself. Your reputation is your personal brand, and no matter where you work, you take your reputation with you. So if you focus on being professional, diplomatic, and understanding, by the time you're ready to move up or move on, you will have a formidable personal brand to take with you. The barn owner, barn manager, or whoever your boss is will really appreciate your good nature. Keep in mind that it's much easier to prevent conflict by being kind and professional than it is to remedy it after the fact. Number seven, find the courage and the words to communicate with your boss. If you don't already have weekly staff meetings, ask about getting a standing meeting set up on the calendar, on the books, make it official. And if your boss is too busy to organize that, which is highly likely, suggest doing the organizing for her. This is your chance to communicate with your boss, to share the positives, to share the negatives, to ask questions, to clarify, to plan. And when you initiate that, that tells your boss that you are invested in the business, that you're invested in doing a good job and that you are 100% on the team. She is so going to appreciate that. And she will show her appreciation through extending opportunities to you, maybe paying you more, giving you a raise, or just being more pleasant to be around. And when an employee shows this type of initiative, the reward usually shows itself as more opportunities to learn and ride. 
Now, I started number seven by saying, find the courage. Communication is, or poor communication is one of the biggest challenges in a barn work environment. And it can be a little bit scary, especially if you have a trainer or a barn owner who is really busy, comes in with her hair on fire, or is putting out other fires. It's hard to find the words and find the right time to talk to her. Uh, So it might take a little bit of courage to do that, but it is well worth your investment of courage to find the time to communicate with your boss. And again, if she's too busy to get that organized, to get regular meetings organized, take that off her plate and do it for her. It will benefit you. It'll benefit her. It'll benefit the horses, the clients. I promise you it makes the barn a much happier place. Number eight, think big picture. Doing a job well isn't just about getting it done and going home. A really valuable employee looks at the bigger picture of a particular task and tackles it within the context of, why am I doing this? Is there a better, safer, faster way to do it? Here's an example. You're at work, you're doing stalls, the horses are turned out, and you're just having a good time. You got your earbuds in, you're listening to the stall and stable show, and you're mucking away. Someone who looks at the big picture or is thinking big picture while they're doing their, st- their job, while they're cleaning stalls, will make a note that when they do stalls, dust gets everywhere, including in the horse's feed and water buckets. So knowing that things get dusty, knowing that you're tossing around a lot of shavings or sawdust or whatever you use for bedding, and that's going to end up in the horse's buckets, it's a good idea to either take the water buckets out before you start cleaning stalls or flip them upside down so that those fine particles of dust don't settle into the buckets. Because what does that mean? It either means that the horses are going to get this gross film of dust in their feed and water buckets, or the job of the person after you is going to be more difficult or more time-consuming because they now have to scrub all that dust out of the buckets. So taking a look at your surroundings and thinking about the bigger picture, and then taking one extra step to do something that fits better within that bigger picture, that's something that makes you a valuable team member, as opposed to just doing what you've been paid to do, and nothing else. Doing something extra or in addition or differently that supports the bigger picture. That's the kind of intuitiveness that is really, really valuable to a barn owner. Don't just show up and do the job. Show up and do the job so that it's well done. In most cases, doing a job well is about making the horses safe, happy, and comfortable. If there is a question, if there's something that you're not sure whether or not you should do it, go back to number seven. Find the courage and the words to ask your boss about it. Now, before I continue on with nine and 10, I want to take a quick break for barn pros. For most equestrians, whether amateurs or pros, the challenges of time and money are ceaseless. One of the ways we overcome those challenges is by being as efficient as possible, but without compromising quality care for our horses or ourselves. Enter Barn Pros. They offer extraordinarily well-thought-out barn and living structures that combine horse space and human space. One structure solves two problems. Barn Pros' exceptional quality, precise engineering, 
and streamlined building process reduces guesswork, mistakes, and time to build. That means time and money saved. See? Problem solved. Their barn packages include everything from blueprints to lumber and hardware, all ready to build. Plus, they have great resources for educating and supporting their customers throughout the entire process. To see their designs and floor plans, visit them online at barnpros.com. And we're back for my last two tips. Number nine, be proactive. This is very hard to do in busy barns, but one of the characteristics of a truly stellar groom is to be the person who thinks two steps ahead. A business owner has a ton of stuff taking up her brain capacity. She has a lot more to think about than just what horses am I going to ride today and how much she's paying for hay. There are hundreds of things that float through a business owner's mind every hour of the day. So if you can do some of that thinking for her, take on some responsibility, or even if you're not taking on responsibility in an official capacity, if you're thinking about something that you know is typically on her mind, and you can bring her a solution that is going to make you so valuable. And again, you're either going to get more opportunities, more time off, more money, more prestige, there will be a lot less frustration in the barn, there will be a lot less chaos, and therefore, less opportunity for drama. And that brings me to my last tip. Kind of goes back to number seven about communication, and that is never, ever, ever gossip or talk poorly about your boss to boarders, customers, clients, or other service providers. You are supposed to be on her team. If you have a problem, or you're frustrated, or you're challenged, talk to her. The minute you take your grievances to anyone else is the minute you undermine her work. And the only thing that your gossip or your venting to others is going to do is it's going to undermine her ability to do a good job. It's going to undermine her credibility, and her professional objectives. And that's going to make your job harder in the long run. And I guarantee you, it will get back to her. Even if you think that she can't run her business without you, the minute she finds out that you are airing your grievances with others and not her, she will begin the process of replacing you. If you think about frustration and chaos in a barn as being fire, an employee's gossip is like gasoline. So don't sprinkle any kind of gasoline on a fire that's already burning hot. Instead, take a minute to figure out what the problem really is. Take a minute to figure out why you have a grievance, why you're frustrated, why something is wrong. And then bring your boss a solution. That could be the beginning and end of it right there. Now, I know it's difficult sometimes, especially when your day is emotionally charged. As I said earlier in this episode, horses are big animals. The emotions attached to them are very big. And sometimes it's hard for us to separate from those emotions. This is where your hard inner work has to happen. 
if you truly love horses and you want to be around them all the time and you want to work with them or you want to compete or you have goals, you're going to have to do some inner work. We cannot take care of horses. We cannot run our businesses. We cannot be good to our employees unless our employees are on our team. I don't care if you're 15, 25, 35, or 75. Working students come in all ages and sizes. Barn staff come from all different backgrounds. But the temptation to gossip is pretty strong, even if we know better. So the minute you feel yourself going down that road, try to put a hard stop on it. And then remember that the person you're working for is having a hard time too. And maybe if the two of you put your brains together, you can solve the problem. I will say one more thing about this. If you have made repeated attempts to talk to your boss about whatever it might be, or you've asked her to set up staff meetings, or you're confident that you have made great efforts to work as a team and it's just not happening, she's not listening, she's resistant to any kind of organization or support from you, or she's just vile and abusive, don't stay. Find yourself another job. Get something else lined up, doesn't matter what it is, even if it's outside of the horse industry. Because the horses don't deserve to be cared for by people who are unhappy. A lot of barn employees stay much longer in a crappy job because they're concerned about the horses. And that is noble. It is. But keep in mind that unhappy employees create drama. And that's the whole point of this episode to find ways that we can reduce or eliminate barn drama. I guess sometimes that may mean reducing or eliminating our own jobs. But you also have to take care of yourself, and you have to make sure that you're not enabling bad horsekeeping by putting your version of duct tape on it. Everybody has a tipping point. You just need to make sure that whatever your tipping point is, that it's a fair one, and that you've taken these 10 tips, at least these 10 tips into consideration before you make a move to depart. If you really want a drama-free job and a drama-free barn, take my advice. So these are just 10 tips. These are just 10 pieces of advice for how to be a better employee in the barn. If you have ideas on what makes you a good employee, let me know. Send me an email at helena at stallandstable.com. Or if you have frustrations as a barn employee, book an appointment with me. Go up to stallandstable.com and click on Consulting for Horse Professionals. Even if you're a working student, you are, in some capacity, a horse professional. So if you need help or you need some guidance on how to navigate a tricky situation in your barn, I'm here to help. Many thanks to our sponsors this week, American Stalls and Barn Pros. I encourage you to learn more about both of these businesses by going to their websites. You can find American Stalls at AmericanStalls.com, and you can find more information about Barn Pros at BarnPros.com. And if you like this episode and you find it helpful, please share it with a friend. Thank you so much once again for following along. That's going to be a wrap for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. <laughs>